right, Jake, are you ready? We are almost starting exactly on ready. time. Is, this a, is there an intro, or do I do you just start talking? <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we're starting. I think this is, people are going to hear this. People are going to hear this. You know, last time, Jake Johansson here on No Laugh Track Podcast with me for episode 333 here at Acme Comedy Company. What kind of system of notebooks do you have that you can call that up so quickly? It seemed like five minutes ago you didn't know how many times I'd been on, and now you know the episode number the last time I was on. Uh, well, you know, actually, in between that mini conversation we had a few minutes ago, I actually looked through a picture that I had taken, a screenshot of how many episodes oh. you have been on. So, okay. Yeah. All right. What mm-hmm. episode is this? This is 333, but you, the last oh, one you were on was 240. 333 is 240, so just... Just under a hundred oh, episodes. It, mm, yep, it's almost by. almost two years exactly, Jake. Where does the time go? I was talking March twenty seventeen. Yeah. Oh my. Last God. time you were here. This is the the uh, you know I don't want to just talk about. Uh, we're all getting we're all aging. Mm-hmm. It's supposedly the same rate if you believe time. <laughs> um, but it's kind of I feel like now I'm I'm at I'm at a weird point in my life where I've known people that are, that I wouldn't really consider my great friends but I've just known them for 25 30 years sure well, I mean we're friends yeah we don't hang out all the time mm-hmm. we see each other and so when when you see somebody that you only see every once in a while and you can just kind of leapfrog back in time the person that you see every day it's hard to remember like what was it like 10 years ago sure. when we were together but with this person I only got memories that can jump back so I'm having a real kind of time travel personal time travel memory whole problem okay that i'm experiencing right now and minneapolis is a great place for that because lots of history well i graduated from high school in lacrosse wisconsin so i got people that i know from high school coming up here and then i got uh, comedy friends that i know from here and comedy friends that i know from when i started in san francisco that married someone from here coincidentally and now live here and other friends that I've met in L.A. and that have moved back that I, you know, oh, my God, it's so, so it's a real, it's, it's, I'm, I'm hallucinating a little bit. You've never lived in Minnesota, correct? Well, except for the, you know, five days at a time every year for how many years? (laughs) I don't, I've never lived in Minnesota, no. Residence in doesn't mean resident. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not how I do it. But I get, I get how you and the rest of the English speaking world <laughs> talk about lived somewhere. But I feel like I've been on the. I spend every ten. Well, God, every ten years, I'm spending three plus years in a hotel. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I've lived in Minnesota like, for a few months. Fair enough. In my fair, life, fair enough. Here for a few months. Do you? Uh, what happened? So the last time you were here, you were traveling around with that fancy camera of yours. Do you remember that we had and we we Facebook live oh, the first cam- five oh, the, minutes where we would kind of zoom in and out. Yes. yes. Where's the camera? I didn't bring the fancy camera. I still have the fancy camera, and it's it's called a Mevo, and I really like it. But it's got face recognition technology, which that's what allows it to, to pick a shot where they were both in it. Yeah, I was really impressed by that. On you. Yeah. And it's great here because there's nothing else that looks like a face. But if, you, if, if I do it in my office where I've got some posters from music shows I saw and action figures, and it'll, it'll go. It'll just <laughs> like, I'll be talking to you, and then it'll just zoom in and do a close-up of a, you know, a Tyrion Lannister doll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> your Cindy Crawford poster. Oh, God, I wish I had a Cindy Crawford <laughs> poster. I guess I don't, because if I did wish that, I could have that. That's you, not like something you, you have to long for now. Right. That's, you can, if you find yourself saying, I wish I had a Cindy Crawford poster, and you have $100, mm-hmm. you should have that poster by the day after tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't let it just sit on your wish list. Make it happen. No, make that happen. Make, make it happen. Life is short. I mean, take it from me. I'm time traveling back through my life. Going over things that I that I, wishes and dreams and that Cindy Crawford poster. I've I've decided I don't really wish that I had that. Okay, but I but I am going to look at one online after this just <laughs> to make sure that I don't want it. <laughs> that's called research. That's that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Uh huh. Um, so I had a I want I want to ask you something here about this. I had a day the other day. I, the other day I had a day. You had a day the other day. I had what a day a the other day. There were there were a few. I had it was an accident pro day and i want to know if, if uh, when i tell you this if this jogs any memories of uh, accidents sim- a funny word because if you say that to a two-year-old yeah it means they went to the bathroom in their pants very true <laughs> but you didn't have that kind of accident uh, you don't know oh, that's what i'm asking i was about to share that that's no okay. uh i was watching a side note here i was watching an old episode of the episode of the simpsons the other night episode. and the uh the uh comic book guy He's he go. Do you remember that character? I'm he- well, I'm having an episode, and then he follows it up with worst episode ever. <laughs> I love that. I'm having an episode as he's clutching his heart. The Simpsons is great, but uh, they got ahead of me at some point a oh. long time ago, and I gave up. You gave I'm, up. I'm a guy who feels like he should be able to watch all of them. Like. I love Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. They've almost made too many of them now, and I have to stop watching them because I can never watch all of them now. So you have—is this a mental thing where you need to, you need to complete? It's all guess, or nothing. I guess I don't. I don't consider myself to be on the spectrum, but this in this sense, I I am. Will you hop in if a, if there's a movie that you haven't seen before? You walk into the living room, your wife has it on. Will you? It's twenty minutes in. Will you just sit down and start picking pick up where it's where it is, or will you be like, no, I have to see the beginning. I have to see the whole thing. If it's Fight Club, the answer is yes. But my wife would never be watching. Fight Club. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, those ones that you can come into the middle of, the ones that you've seen a bunch of times. Okay. You know, Blade Runner, Fight Club, mm-hmm. all ones that my wife is is not going to be watching. Sure, sure, sure. Right? What, what's the, the uh, God, I can't believe I can't think of this movie. They made like four of them where Bruce Willis is a cop and it's a Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why couldn't I say Die Hard? Ah, this is people will look back on this, and well, people won't. But I might look back on this as the early warning signs that it was all coming unraveled. Well, I do catch myself doing some that sometimes, where I, you can you could describe something and give a thousand details, but not come up with a name. Like we, you know, you could have you could you could have gone on and given me probably some uh, lines from the movie and still it, not come that's up. What, with no, it. but that's why that's how I do it now. <laughs> if I get stuck in one of those, I just go game show on it and I just start telling right, right, right. details. And usually they can get it like that, like Die Hard. How could you not know Die Hard? Alan Rickman, shoot the glass. Come on, you know yeah. it. Everybody knows. Kaye, motherfucker. Kaye, come on, come on. No, I want to tell you about my my accident-prone day I had the other day. I want to see if you've had anything similar in the past. So one of my 
jobs these days I've been doing for a while now is uh, painting, like interior house painting. Right? I like that you did the painting motion with mm-hmm. your hand when you said that. Mm-hmm. It, Stroke. And, it, Stroke. and the motion was, was painting, house painting. It wasn't like that other dabbing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, there's no palette. There's yeah. no uh, Who's the guy that, that does the high-speed paintings on TV? Do you know the name of that guy? High-speed? No. He does paintings, takes him an hour, he does a show, he goes, I'm going to teach you how to. He's got a kind of a hippie voice. Oh, I mean, the Bob Ross from years ago is I the only one I know. Him, yeah. Yeah. I think that's him. Uh-huh. I never really watched that show, but I know he's a guy. He's a guy who's having a kind of a renaissance now. Well, they're on Netflix now. And that's why. I think maybe it's also, uh, I we're all living in a bubble. I'm sorry, because I'm distracting you. It's fine. No, no, no. I like this. Yeah. We're all living in a bubble of our own, you know, design. Like, you click on things that you like, and you don't mm-hmm. realize that you're clicking on those things on a browser or in a social media platform where they're like trying to figure you out and show you more things that you like oh yeah so then all at once bob ross is in my life like some i'm doing something that makes the ai mastermind think that i would like that and sometimes it's right and sometimes i wish i could just say no 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 no, you got me wrong let's back up a few steps because we're going down a rabbit hole that i don't want to be down yeah i delete i had to delete all my political every kind of political news or CNN feed or that you followed LOL GOP I had to delete all of that off my Twitter just because it got to be like every time I looked at Twitter it would take me 10 minutes and I was just like what the hell is going on yeah because it thought that I wanted to get freaked out by the news all the time right and I was like no I don't want that we can do that you can try as hard as you want to avoid that and still get it there should be a slider that goes from kittens to Donald Trump and you put it in the middle (laughs) uh, wherever you want it I agree and I definitely needed to head more towards kittens kitties yeah yeah Uh so back to your accident prone day (laughs) painting Bob Uh Ross unlike Bob Ross uh I had a tray of paint. I was up on a stepladder painting something, stepped down, stepped right. I've never done this. Right. Stepped right into my tray of paint. Mm. Mm. Thankfully, I had a tarp on the floor in this person's house. You had the tray on the, f- on the floor, not on the l- well, I ladder was, platform? Well, I was painting out of, a, like, I was getting my paint I was using at the time out of a bucket. Then I was then when I was done with that, I was going to switch to rolling, so that was in, like, a tray, that tray, that flat tray. Oh, so you weren't at rolling yet. You were you were just prepped Correct. for rolling. You were, yep. you were up on that ladder doing your brushwork. Yep, that was about to be next. And, and then I had a transitioning into, now I'm going to get some mm-hmm. stuff down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Then I had a delay when I stepped in it, literally stepped in it, uh, and it was all up at the, the back of my pants, my shoes, etc. You know, it's shitty clothes that you wear to a job like that, so it's not, you know, I'm not ruining nice clothes or whatever. But it's just a pain in the ass that that happens, you know, it mm-hmm. slows the day down. Then later in the day, so that was number one. Then later in the day, I was working at the uh, another one of my jobs, working at the Minnesota Wild game, selling beers. And I was crouching, it was during the game, and I was in the aisle, crouched down, all of a sudden I feel a wet spot. I'm... On my butt, yes? She did pee your pants. <laughs> I feel a wet spot. I'm like, what in the hell? Oh, it's wet, wet in the back of my pants. My uh-huh. butt, I feel it on my skin. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I uh, stand up. Wild. What 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 sport is that? The, the hockey team. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. And uh, they only have a they only have two home games left. Jake, you're running out of time to catch games. They're year. in the NHL. Yeah, you're running out of time. I thought it was some the Wolves or the Howlers or something like that. Yeah, we got the Wolves. Timberwolves basketball. That's basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so what is the wild what is that <laughs> that's our wonderful hockey team but what are they is it like oh what are a, they is it a wolverine i just had a, a question with that I, I, I just talked to somebody about that just a few days ago it was the minnesota used to have a team called the north stars they left in 1993 moved to dallas and just became the dallas stars got so it. they got to keep our franchise name with a slight uh, adjustment minnesota had no team you know for 10 years or so then we then they they said no you could have a you raised a bunch of money now you could have a team again well then they come up with a new name yeah wild it's not a but is it just like the wild natural nature land or is it the wild it's, I, or is it a, like a guy did you ever see that movie the revenant where it's it's yes. like civil war is civil war era and it's like rabies or zombie mm-hmm. apocalypse is that what it is it's like <laughs> a guy it's the minnesota wild is El ravenous zombies trying I th- to- yeah yes i think in theory at the beginning it was supposed to encompass all of that the because the logo has uh, you know there's pine trees hidden in it but it also looks like uh, i don't know it's a combination of like three different animals it's like an Im- ambiguous animal head is that yeah yeah am i saying what that about correctly? The, the movie where um leonardo dicaprio gets half eaten by a bear but then they think he's dead and he comes back <laughs> yes like it's that, that bear guy. no it's leonardo dicaprio <laughs> just kind of half eaten by a bear come back to murder you that's the mascot of the team uh, this season they're having a bad year so yes this season no been. leonardo caprio Cap- leonardo gets it done in that movie oh that's true he comes from he's he, the half dead part i guess he's a real underdog the ha- no, the, the yeah, half the beginning you don't it doesn't look good for him at the beginning yeah yeah but he pulls it out the half dead part so your butt is wet at the minnesota wild game. and you I, I bet you would never guess what this what caused this wetness it was a uh, something i put in my back pocket earlier in the day and it uh, opened up ketchup packet ketchup packet oh my god would that be worse <laughs> oh my god would that be worse <laughs> Six ketchup packets. Yeah, or soy sauce or... (laughs) No, it was uh, eye drops. Lubricating eye drops. Well, that's not bad, right? That's just kind of mostly saline salt water, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty slippery. I stuck my fingers back there, and it's, you know, it's really, it's, you yeah. know, luby, lube-like. What kind of pants were you wearing? They're black, so thankfully they're you could yeah. see, but not very well. And terrible. let's face it, nobody's looking, nobody's checking me out from behind. So. <laughs> nobody's seeing if the beer vendor's got to <laughs> No, back, God, no, no. Yeah, they're too busy. <laughs> not not me. Watching their <laughs> hockey team get, get beat? Yeah. Or not? That night, they didn't even score. So, but do you I have? I believe that they don't even have a, a. The whole point of sports now is not just being a great team, but it's having great merch. Mm-hmm. You know, like how many? I suppose the Chicago, the Blackhawks are going to have to get rid of that mascot or that logo thing, or maybe not. I, you would think so. Other places have that have, have had the exact same logo. Their one is their one is more cool looking though, and le- it's not caricature goofy, but. Sure. North anyway, Dakota had the exact exact same logo on their jerseys. They were the Fighting Sioux up until about five years ago. And they had to get rid of it. And now they are the, I don't even know, the Rangers or something. I don't know. Fighting Force or something. They you have some lame Irish team. people complaining about that leprechaun no, guy that no, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Are you, uh, <laughs> so uh, if, if you had an accident-prone day like that, I want to know. Uh, uh, the day, well, now, this... Uh, Jog that memory. Yeah, I know. That's the tricky thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to look back on things that I've... Stupid moments in my history of 
things. Do you know the thing where somebody asks you got you got a drink in your hand and somebody asks you what time it is and you check your watch and pour the drink down your front? <laughs> I've done that more than one time in my life. Nice. Are you wearing a watch right now? It, this is the uh, Apple Apple Watch. Oh, there just you go. Because I want I'm tracking. I'm monitoring my sleep and my heart rate this ring i've got this ring that also monitors my sleep and my heart rate and my readiness i'm fairly ready right now but not as ready as i usually am because last night after the show one of my friends that i knew from the 90s who happens to be a pediatric doctor here he tonight last night was the only night to see him and he was sitting at the bar with a glass of white wine so i had a glass of white wine i had two glasses of white wine after the show and that is a party that's me unleashing two glasses of white wine I, it, I my readiness was off today, by both by the watch and the ring. I see. So, I'm not going to be drinking tonight any drinks. How does the way. ring do anything? I don't. What? It's got a sensor in it. It's got a sensor in it, and then it connects to an app on the phone that that tells me things. So that's your. I can show you. Is that your latest uh, fun technology? Yeah, this is a ring from. It's called the Aura. O U R A. Kickstarter and, thing, or is this like a? Well, this is their this is their second or third. Um, Generation. I heard Ben Greenfield, who's a fitness nut and self-experimenter guy, on both Joe Rogan's podcast and Tim Ferriss's podcast, talking about this ring. Oh, sure. Because he does these these you know those events where you dive into a pool of electrified water and then you fight a shark and then you run to the top of a mountain and get hit by lightning sure. and then slide down a sure. mountain. Thing. Chug some coffee. Yeah. To end it. Is yeah. That, so he's one of those guys, and uh, he was talking about this ring to to monitor his readiness because. I also was thinking at my age, I'm not dead or anything, but I can't I can't exercise like I used to, and so I need something to justify, to rationalize. Like, no, you can't work out today. I'm I'm the guy who who's not that I'm a complete maniac, but it, but I, I can't I just can't be a Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of guy anymore. I have to say, well, Wednesday if I if I feel up to it, I'll do it. I'll okay. Wait do it on Thursday. Sometimes I can go three days exercising hard. Anyway, so I got the rings to be able to figure that out. And also to, to see, like, how, what what does it depend on what I eat or how late I eat or if I have a couple drinks or wh- wh- how does that affect my sleep and my heart rate? And so I, I know those things now about myself. This is, it's good. It's good for me to know those things. And you can know those things, too, for a price. How, how, okay, have you ever thought about how your life would, like, do you think anything would be different if you had stuff like this when you were in your 20s or you wouldn't even have cared? I'm so... I think about I think if I had had my peak fame time, you know, if 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 in the when I when I you know was on all the shows and doing comic relief and HBO specials and just just this giant time and for me in in the 90s, if they had social media then like they do now, I'd be connected to my fans. So now the other day I was talking to it's so great to come to Minneapolis and Acme because I've this is a club I'm connected to my fans here the crowds are great the Mm -hmm. shows are fun Mm -hmm. there's other places where I know I've got the fans but I'm not connected to them and the club's not connected to them so for me with social media I want to get my followers up but it's not like I got to get new fans right I'm just trying to figure out where I'm trying to reverse engineer the thing that the social media is doing with me is put I'm trying to get into the bubble yeah I'm trying to be like oh I remember Jake that's now he's in my bubble he's gonna be down the street from here you know that's so if I had if social media was big in the 90s I would I would have that connection to them but because those people 
aren't aren't on all these platforms or they don't really get like the world has changed you have to yeah. you have to follow things that you like or or you're going to miss them absolutely did you back you know in the early days to keep to uh, uh connect to stay in touch with uh, Jake Johansson fans. You were doing mailing lists, like in the mail. Did you ever do that? Were you I actually did, sending I, things I got, in the mail? I put cards on the table to to get people's mailing addresses, and then very soon after I started doing that, there were email addresses. So okay. I never did a I never did a mass mailing. Yeah. Okay. But I knew guys like Craig Shoemaker used to do that. That I think. Yeah. There was. A, I remember there was a local band uh, I liked in the you know like early nineties and got mm-hmm. on their mailing list at a concert and then st- I, they started sending. They would send out a card on my birthday for the next few years. It's like yeah, the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what it's all about. You know, if you read any of this stuff about how bands do it, I feel like comedians are are a little behind the curve because we've got this ready made world of comedy clubs that you can work and and they kind of they don't take care of any everything because now you have to do your social media but the but the next level is to do what bands do where it's just like okay i want to go you and me are going to go do a show in minot is that north dakota sure there's twice as many dakotas as there need to be. i think it's minot and dakota yeah. yeah. So let's say we're going to go do a show there. We got to just figure out how to connect with some of the influencers in Minot, and then uh, and then go out there and figure out the place that where the, the influencers like to go. You know, the back of a pizza parlor or the mm-hmm. upstairs of an old sawmill or whatever. <laughs> and uh, and we'll go do we'll go do our show. That's the that's the future. The future is you and me in a van. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah. Hashtag. I'm just try and keep you. Don't sit in that. Don't don't sit down there. Don't. I wouldn't put those in my pocket if I were you. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna haunt you. That's gonna come back on you later. Absolutely. Hashtag Minot influencer. Every time I see somebody with a cell phone in their back pocket, I want to go over and tell them like, move that. It's a bad idea. Yeah, you're gonna sit on that. Uh huh. Bro. Uh huh. You have a, you have a case on your phone. I see. I have a case on my phone. This case has got little loops on it. So what can, is that? You it's can re- attach it to a thing that goes around your neck. I saw someone using it at a corporate event, one of the producer people. And I have... I, you can wear it like a you lanyard. Can wear it around your, yeah, around your neck so it hangs down and you look at it. And, but I... I You've I, never I, done I brought that. the strap, but I, don't, I didn't put it on today. Just because I feel a little... I can't decide. It's it's like there's just such a fine line between, hey, that's pretty cool, and no. what the heck is wrong with that guy? <laughs> yeah. And so... And I don't mind that line. I feel like that's okay. Line. I've I've walked that line for a lot of my life. Uh huh. <laughs> Believe me, my wife my wife will see something I'm going to go out of the house wearing to to go to an event or to do a show. She will. Are you going to wear that? I go. Yeah. People like the way I dress. It's, it's a thing. What What would she say about if you wore your uh, phone around your neck? I think she just rolled her eyes and go, Oh, okay. That's okay. what you're doing yeah. now. No, I'm staying home. Some battles are worth fighting, and other battles are just like, ah, oh, you let him do that. Someone else will straighten him out on that. I, I agree. I you, okay, that's a perfect thing, too. I was here last night for the show. I don't know if you know that. I haven't said that yet. I, I didn't know that. Okay, I was I here. I was here. You were here, and I was here. We are both here. Great. You were on the stage. I was sitting in, out there. I didn't come on the stage like I yeah. am now. It was nice. It was, last night was a super fun show, and as with a lot of live comedy shows, there was an event in the there show. There was an event. That was just a little bit weird yeah it made more sense when i walked out by the way it made more sense to me 
Well, look, this is the thing about all stories. You know, people often judge their lives by, by by things that they see in the world or thing, things stories that they've read in magazines. You just have to remember that all stories are just part of a life. They're not the whole life. Very true. What you know about your friend's marriage is just the little part that you can see. You can't mm-hmm. see the rest of it. Yeah. And so what happened in the showroom was one thing, and it, and it resolved itself, but there was a Obviously, there's a larger context of the person's life who was in in here, but then there's just the larger context of the evening, and so I had more insight because some of the characters uh, then oh, I interacted. You with You got updates after the show. After the yes. show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So during the show, I'm on stage and I'm kind of weaving my kooky spell and talking about the things that I'm interested in, which are a little bit weird. You know, it's kind of like every man and then there's some kind of sci-fi motivational, I don't know (laughs) what I'm doing. And this, so there's a moment in the show, as there is with all comedy shows, where, you know, you've got the audience, you get a big laugh, and then the room, they're done with that laugh, and you're explaining something to get ready for the next thing. So the room went quiet right as a woman in the crowd said out loud, I just want to go home. Yes. And, uh, of course, we all think everything is about us. And, and, and fairly, fairly rightly so, when you're on stage in front of a few couple hundred people, you kind of feel like, oh, well, that might be about me. Oh, I mean, I can tell you, Jake, from where I was sitting, it seemed like it was definitely a response to whatever was going on on stage. Like, on stage, right. <laughs> and so, I was so confused. So I, I immediately, like, if... To do if people in the crowd seem like they want attention, I immediately uh, give them attention. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, okay, I have a whole plan for the rest of this show, but let's see what you have. Let's let's you let's see how you handle being the center of attention. And as soon as I said, Oh, you you want to go home, are you okay? You know, and I'm trying to also be nice. Now I don't just want to be mean, even though it's sort of seemed mean what she said, but as soon as I engaged with her, she was kind of mortified that I was talking to her, and it was obvious to me that she hadn't got into that. And I, and so I said something like, well, you can go home if you want to go. Because she also, it was, it was like sad and kind of desperate. It was her last cry for, to be understood. It was like, I just want to go home. <laughs> and so I said, well, you can. You can go home. It's okay if anybody wants to go home. And I could tell that she was kind of injured. And, and then someone over on the other side of the room said, this is awkward. Yeah, and I, I was like, okay, um, let's just, this is all okay. You can go home if you need to. Let's just, let's give this nice person a round of applause. And people, you know, not everybody clapped, which I, is what I'd hoped. But enough people clapped. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, well, let's be nice to this person. Yeah, I have a I, I softly clapped. And the attention got off her, and I went back to the show. And then a couple minutes later, I looked back to that area, and I could tell they were gone. Yep. They got up and they left. Yes, and I they didn't did. know. So then that was like, okay. I, I was pretty sure. And I did say on stage, look, I, I, it'll hurt my feelings a little bit if you go, but I can handle it. Sure. <laughs> Because it does hurt your feelings. When, sure. you, when you're on stage and you see people get up and leave, no. it's just like, what the fuck? You can't. You it better just, stop somewhere. You just start thinking, like, <laughs> what did I say? What My show is not a get up and leave show. No, you know? no, no, no. No, I mean, there are comics that are known for walking audience members. Yeah, like, I'm not saying any kind of terrible sex no, no. stuff. I'm not no. being sexist or racist. Or I believe you, what you were saying right before that was something about Sting's uh, sex, you know, from. Oh, the, yeah, tantric yeah. sex. That was, I, that was the last thing I heard. Like, 
Okay, that's not setting people off. Something so, weird's going so on. So she she left, and then I did the rest of the show. It was nice. Yeah. We had a good time. Nice. Thank you. Big round of applause. People came. So then I'm at the place where I'm selling c- CDs and T-shirts after yeah. the show. My little merch stand. And, you know... And like I said, Minneapolis is a town where I know a few people. Like my mom's best friend came to the show last night. And, oh wow! Um, yeah, and, and then uh, a couple of other fans that I've known over the years, and so I'm having interactions. And then I put everything back in the bag. And there's a few people standing nearby. They're talking, and I and I don't really recognize, but it's the woman from the show. Oh. And she said, hey, we just wanted to come back in and say, you know, it wasn't about you. You're, you were so nice, and I really appreciate how you handled that. I mean, this, she told me this. So that made wow. me feel really good. And she said, it's not about you. I had an interaction with someone at a table nearby, and then the staff came over and told me I had to be quiet. And it was a mis, you know, and that was a misunderstanding because it was really this other person's fault who was pissing me off. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it was really upsetting, but it wasn't about you at all. We're a big fan. We really enjoyed the show. They weren't big fans, but they said, we really enjoyed the show want to buy i want to buy a dvd to to so they bought they they she bought a dvd and her friend bought a dvd no kidding and uh, she was like we really enjoyed the show we want to ha- have our friends see this we'll come back and see you again thank you so much for being so nice it was really it was really kind of like i said you know you you get this little part of the story sure. and then there's this bigger part of the story so that was very satisfying to, for me i mean like i'm at a point in my life career where i i love doing the shows but i really like the connecting with people and that that it feels like it's a thing my dream would be to do a comedy show and then say okay well that's the comedy show if anybody wants to get a t-shirt or cd or have a picture let's do that and then i'm going to do a podcast after the show with this person who said something during the show we're going to come on they're going to come on stage we're going to talk for an hour you guys can stay and listen to that and then after that we're going to go down the street and get something to eat yeah and so and so it just it just kind of dwindles down like first you got the couple hundred people for the show then maybe 50 people stay for the podcast sure maybe 12 people go out and have dinner that would be that would be my that's what we're doing in my not when we go to my (laughs) i'm 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 I'm, uh, I want a ticket. So tell me the price. So that now, and you're going to have questions about last night after this because you were there. So you can tell me your part of the story. Do you want to tell me your part of the story now? Oh, uh, I mean, I can. I just want. I it, it was mass confusion. I didn't understand because it didn't seem like it fit. I'll, the only thing, the only thing I saw that made it make more sense. My wife and I were here, and we did the same thing we do a lot of times. When when the headliner is done and the MC comes out, we hit the door immediately. We don't wait for that last two minutes. We get to the back bathroom right away or we just leave uh-huh. or whatever um yeah. i know i'm going to talk to you rock concert behavior yeah and i know i'm going to talk to you you know the next day today so i'm not yeah. going to take somebody else's spot that wants to talk to you yeah. or whatever and the crushing throng of fans have to show. <laughs> well, it I, can be overwhelming and intimidating. you know yeah, yeah absolutely however so we were I, we were the first ones besides them who left halfway through the show we were i think were the first ones out when the show ended mm-hmm. they were outside not in the bar area here. They were outside, like on the stairs there, coming yeah, into yeah, the club yeah. when we left. Still having, like she still seemed very kind of down about whatever was going on. And the one of the gentlemen that was with her was still kind of like consoling. So I thought, yeah. okay, this clearly wasn't about, this is something that they brought in to hear or something. It wasn't about whatever happened on the show. No, it wasn't about the stage. I, and I think it was about this misunderstanding yeah. of an interaction that she had. Where she was, she felt in my, and now some of this is me filling in the blanks (laughs) because of what I'm about to tell you next. Okay. So 
she she felt like I think she was being a good person by asking someone else to be quiet during the show and then of course the staff saw her do that and have a kind of a heated exchange and then they told her to be quiet and she was having a hard time saying no it's not me it's that per-, and then she was frustrated mm-hmm. I think that's what happened okay but I'm, I'm not 100% sure of that but I will tell you so after after the very charming and nice and life affirming interaction I had with the woman who during the show it was the weird moment of the show but but also it's it's one of those things that if you're at a show where that happens you're like oh that was I'm, I'm glad we went out something weird happened you know yeah. some it's 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 like oh we were at a special thing <laughs> so after that after they left I went into the bar to have my two glasses of wine yes which is when I didn't know that was going to happen <laughs> I sat down with my friend at the end of the bar, and then this blonde lady comes over and stands right next to me. Like, I'm talking to my friend facing this way, and she's on my shoulder. Like, like her hip or her, her upper arm is touching my upper arm. That's how close she's oh, standing okay. to me. And it Personal doesn't make space. sense that she's come to that end of the bar because the bartenders, you know, it's the kind of thing that you would at a crowded bar, someone standing that close to you because they're trying to get the bartender's attention to get a drink. Right. That's what it seemed like. But then when I turned to her, she she kind of said hello, but not not really. And, and then I, I said, Are you, did, did you want to come over and say hi or did you enjoy the show and she was like yeah and but mm, oh mm. and she's making faces at me and just what? being sort of incoherent and kind of me and it was bizarre yeah and my friend then starts asking her if if she speaks english which i thought was a weird question and then he's 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 asking does she speak spanish and i found out later that she had been over and talked to him before i got there in spanish she only spoke spanish to him. Oh. and then but she was speaking english to me and then she's kind of saying you're just a jerk to me and i said listen i i i i don't know you or what you're upset about did i say something that upset you what? and she's she says you're just a dickhole and i said look I, I don't know what i did to upset you i'm really i feel bad that that happened but you've told me the thing how you feel and so I would, i'd like to talk to my friend right now but she kind of won't get away from me she's like right next to me and then leaning over onto me and kind of touching up against me in a way that's like look this is like hashtag me too yeah what the what the hell are you doing lady i'm not i don't want to be touching you back off so i got to get out of my chair to get the chair between me and her so that she can't be touching me and i'm trying to explain to her like you you need to leave and if you've got something else you want to say to me then say it but then you need to go and leave me alone i want to talk to my friend i mean we're done we're done here i think you've said you've said your mean thing to me and i didn't say anything mean back i'm not going to say anything mean back to you and it it was like she was drunk or on drugs and then and then the uh, the manager came over and kind of told her that she had to go and then i realized she was with a guy and i had seen them talking at the bar earlier she was with some uh, some guy her date okay and then afterwards there was some extra information to made me made me believe that she was the person who the other person was interacting with during the show i see and she and it was really this kind of angry but not she wasn't slapping or hitting me but but it was like you're you're just a you know a, that that saying stuff that's so mean that it's kind of are, are you flirting with me what the what is yeah what is what, what are you what egging are you me on to get what reaction are you looking for yeah what are you doing and and i and i just i don't want to be i want this to be over i'm, I don't, yeah. I'm not gonna touch you no I'm not no, no, no 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 i don't want to you know <laughs> 
but yeah, it was just weird. And then I, and then, like I said, afterwards, I think that that was the person that the other person asked to be quiet. Yeah. And D- did you offer her a DVD to go away? No, I didn't. Let me be clear. I didn't give those other people. A no, DVD. I know you they, didn't. They bought but those. I'm saying in desperation, maybe, maybe it, here's a parting gift. You, you need to go now. Yeah, no, you don't want to do that. I I think that's a mistake. You don't want to reward bad behavior. No, that's true. You want to reward good behavior. That's true. Uh, Can I... You advertised two different T-shirts that you were selling after the show. Yes. Yes. One says you can't win them all, and one says sex robot. Yeah. And those are... I stand by those T-shirts. They're great to wear to a funeral or a bachelor party. Are they here at the club right now? Yeah. I have cash with me. I, I want one of the, uh, not the sex robot one. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Although, I, so on the way home, my wife and I, I was like, all right, I want you to tell me your reactions to the show. Uh, I, I like, when you come with me, I like going to the show, and then I uh, do the podcast and bring up the things that you like. It's a different perspective. And one of the things she loved was the sex robot jokes. Loves the sex robot jokes. Great. Well... Maybe she'd like a sex robot T-shirt. Maybe, may, maybe. It could be very effective when worn by a woman. Yeah, I but bet. Like a guy, you put on the sex robot. You're like, you're. It's aspirational. Like I would like someone to engage me <laughs> as a sex robot. Just to kind of all I want is the sex part. Yeah. You get what you want, and no strings attached. But if you're a lady and you get that shirt, I guarantee you, you're going to have sex. Yeah, oh, if that's what you want. No, without question, yeah. without question. I the the shirt that says "Sex Robot" does it have your name on it anywhere? Yeah, on the back. It's on the back. Okay, yeah. I didn't see that. All right, that's good. That's good. It's, just, it's like a little logo thing. It's not, not the Jake this thing or something on the back. I or is it as your might name? Say Jake Johansson. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, I was hoping that you didn't. You aren't selling them without branding it with your name. No, you got to brand your okay. stuff. I just didn't see it on the front, so I, I wasn't don't have sure. a good brand sure. consultant. Well, I didn't want to take away from the effect of the thing, you know, to have people read it and then, well, oh, well, that's fun. anyway. I'm not very good at this. I don't understand the whole branding thing. I want people to have a nice souvenir of the show, but I, um, if that's what they want, but I'm not. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm the first person to admit that. Now uh, it is time for us uh, to break down today's opening day of baseball. I heard that this morning on the radio. I can't believe it because it's it's not even April. It's it's March twenty eighth. Yeah. So what do you think of the Twins' open uh, starting lineup this year? Do you think? I'm kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> I saw the look on your face. Well, they're all baseball players, so that's great. <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, we all got some guys like in football. They'll bring got in some guys so- with experience. In football, they'll bring in a <laughs> soccer player as a kicker or a, or a something like that. That's a good point. Yeah. But in baseball, it's it's always all baseball players. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. <laughs> they don't have. They never have a, like a high lie guy. Mm-mm, I don't think. Is so. that even a thing still? High lie where they catch the ball in those scoops and. Th- I only know high lie from do you remember, uh, Miami Vice. Somebody was remember in the the theme mm-hmm. like the yeah yeah the beginning to Miami Vice. Somebody was playing that. That's yeah, the they used to play. They used to play it in Florida, and you could bet on it. Are you are you still surfing? I surf a little bit. I started doing jujitsu, so now I'm now I'm now I'm fighting people. Not people. The other, um, it's the other people in the. Club. Yeah, you mentioned the jujitsu on stage, so that's legit, yeah. huh? Yeah, that's a real thing that I'm doing. 
I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I would do it on the road, but it's very, that's the thing that you can't do every day. It's it's exhausting. It's an unbelievable workout. When you were in there, who were you in a class with? With other people? With All the other people who want to learn jujitsu. At what so, age? People well, your age? People that are like. No, there's nobody else my Ten-year-olds that are starting? my age, but there are, the, the people who are my age are people who started much younger. Like, there's a guy my exact age who's a black belt. Yeah. You know, he's been doing it for 20 years. I've been doing it a year and a couple months. So there's nobody there's nobody my age in this gym that or, or academy sure that has been doing it that that short uh, of a time at my age so the closest guy in the classes that I regularly go to my, my closest buddy is 10 years younger than me and most of the guys there are, are more like 20 years younger than me and they, you know one of my routine training partners is 30 years younger than me oh okay and you know and so it's frustrating for me because I we started at the same time and it kind of goes back and forth a little, or it had been going back and forth like I could beat him uh, and he could beat me and, and now I'm really stymied by him because he's younger and he really knows this shit now and it's hard to get past him what's your I'm, you plan on sticking with this for? I mean what's your goal do you want to get to a certain belt or just to do it to uh, stay in shape the or? belts are sort of uh, you know you know, frame a reference of like just this is what this is your how much you've been coming and what sure. you've achieved the reality is is when you roll with someone on the mat how you know you know right away like this guy's better than me. I don't care what color our belts are this guy's better than me today or I'm better than him today yeah. that's what happened right now so so it's kind of about that and it's very com- comrade you know brotherhood sister fellowship fraternal sistery there's women there too <laughs> and so so it's like we're all on the same side, but we're trying to fight each other. It's a pretty great vibe. I've sure. never done a martial art thing before. No, I, I haven't either. And, I'm, and I really love it. And, and because it's not striking, there's no hitting, it's, it's grappling. So you can, you're going full, you're fully doing it, and the other person is fully doing it. And you're tapping them because you're about to go unconscious. They've, choked, they've got you a hold of your neck, or they're, they're going to twist your arm and break it, so you tap, like, don't break Were you worried at all that woman last night was going to put you in a chokehold? <laughs> Getting so close? Look, I... <laughs> I am not. I don't want to fight anybody, but I would say that I'm fairly confident against a person of the opposite sex who's a little drunk and doesn't know any jujitsu. I can probably, I can probably handle it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that, uh, another, I, uh, another thing my wife pointed out that she loved was all the uh, gender stuff you did. Like the gender fluid and this oh, and oh, that. Oh, and, well, that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of a new stuff that I'm talking about. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it too much on the podcast, but... No, no, no. Spoiler alert, it's confusing. Yeah. No, that's as far as I want to go with that. Uh, okay. No, we're not going to ruin them. No, but... Um, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. My biggest concern talking about that stuff is that, that someone is going to get their feelings hurt. And what I'm trying to... I'm, I'm more just trying to talk about, like, this is a very new kind of conversation that we're all having. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and it's confusing. I will just say this: you, uh, the thing, one of the things we have in common is uh, we have, uh, ch- like, your daughter's what, fourteen? Yes. Right, and mine are twelve and ten. Yeah. And I will just say this: that it is crazy the fact that uh, I mean, when you were that age and I was that age, th- that wasn't a thing that was. That, I don't know. If it existed, people weren't talking about it. But now, like our children, there's kids, are more aware than we are. There's kids at my daughter's school that that are, that are identifying as as the non genital gender. Yeah. Of isn't that wild? It's just different. It's just yeah. different and new. And some of it, 
I want everybody to be able to do their own thing and be happy and let's not give each other a hard time. Sure. But but what's troubling to me sometimes is that I can have that attitude and if I make a mistake, it's like, oh my God, I'm in I'm in so much trouble and I'm just trying to say like, look, this is it's not it's not an easy world that we're trying to build right now. Yeah. Where where everybody's allowed to do whatever they want. It's a, it's a it's a complex world, and so everybody's got to be gentle with each other. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you think this just hit me? Do you think that at some point this is comparable to, you know, like uh, when I mean, there's still tons of racism, but when there was like heavy, like when there was still segregation, and then there was a younger generation that then was like, uh, no, mom and dad, you racist pricks. Like we're actually okay with being friends with people that aren't our color you know yeah the, well it, so the comparisons that i would draw are the, are the race one but then also just the 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 way homosexuality being gay is is much more accepted and and just acknowledged as a like well that's mm-hmm. that's who this person is yeah than it, than it was when I was younger. It was it was something that people just didn't understand, and they made fun of it because they didn't understand it, or or they were afraid of it because they didn't understand it. And so I I'm trying to be I'm trying not to be I'm making fun of something right, I don't understand. No. I'm trying not to be afraid of something I don't understand. But it's yeah it's 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 confusing. And now it's and and what what's the analogy? We all live in the moment that we're living in, right? So mm-hmm. when some guy in the 1980s dressed up like Michael Jackson and put on blackface to go to a party that was a dumbass who didn't know any black people Mm -hmm. and the context that he was doing it in then is very different to the context that we're judging that person in now oh absolutely I'm just saying the context that that he did it in and that that we're judging him in is different I'm not saying whether it was okay that he did it then I'm just saying the context is very different and so you wonder like a hundred years from now are we going to be like well of course dogs vote in the presidential election. <laughs> exactly. You know, of course they do. They're our best friends. Yes. <laughs> they have a dog in the fight. They're the dog. Yeah. Oh, we are so close to electing a dog president. I, I feel like that's one thing that America could probably agree on is which dog should be president. I, I think so. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's naive on my part. I... I would go for a, a smaller one, not not a big dog. I'd go for a smaller one with more energy. Oh, well, I'm with you on dogs. I I feel like, a, as a younger guy, you you're really into that power thing, and the bull mastiff seems like a cool dog. But uh, then, as a as a pragmatic person who's had a child and dealt with pets, I I don't want a dog that takes a bigger dump than I do. No, you know, right? Because I don't. I don't want. To, I wouldn't want to have to pick no. up one of mine and put it in a bag and carry it to the nearest trash can. No, so I don't want a dog no. that I have to deal with that. <laughs> I like a nice medium-sized dog, President. I agree. Yeah. Uh, before we run out of time here, I want you to tell me about. I saw that you did a big tour with Russell Peters last I year. Did. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. What was that? I, first of all, I mean, I got to ask: is someone who's who's headlined for so long? I mean, you're. That means you're not the headliner on that tour. It did mean I wasn't the headliner, and I definitely missed that. And that was a nice thing. As amazing as that experience was, that, that I couldn't believe how much I looked forward to the end of 2018 and this 
beginning of 19, getting back to headlining my okay. dates. It, it just gave me a new appreciation of, of being able to do my show, like that experience last night of doing a longer show and connecting with the audience and having it be my night. I yeah. really love that. That said, you know, so... I got in touch with Russell because we had a mutual friend who said, oh, Russell's a fan of yours. And so we got in, and I said, I'm a fan of his. You know, I do these corporate events. And uh, in, 2000, in the early 2000s, someone had told me, asked me if I knew him. And so I had Googled him, and I realized, oh, God, this guy's fine. I can't believe I don't know him. And he's internationally successful. And so I'd been following his career for those 10 years and seeing little things about him, listening to him on Joe Rogan's podcast and whatnot. And so this person said he's a fan of yours. And I was like, I, I am a fan of his. And he, he said, well, you should call him up. So I did. And uh, he told me, look, I really was a fan of yours before I did comedy. And, I, you know, I just... I just wanted to kind of tell you that, and I'm telling him, like, I love this international thing you're doing. I've just started to try it. You know, I've been to Ireland, and I have did the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and he said, hey, w I don't want to insult you, but would you ever want to come on, on the road with me as an opener? Okay. And I said, insult me? I'd love to do that. And uh, so he brought me along, and he's just the most generous guy. I mean, I got paid to do the shows, but, you know, he's he's got a whole crew of 11 people, so you join this family, and you travel around the world. We went all over, all over Australia and Asia, you know, Jakarta, the Philippines, uh, Bangkok, Kuala Lumpur, Tokyo. Wow. We had a six-week tour over there, and then came home for a month, and then did a six-week tour of London and the U.K. and Europe, you know, Germany, Norway, Slovenia. Wow. It, it was Sweden, Denmark. It was just th the greatest experience. And then, and then I, he brought me along to do a bunch of dates in the U.S. as well. And uh, he's just the nicest guy. He's an amazing stand-up. A, a lot of a, a lot of American audiences don't know him. Yeah, because he's 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 got an international appeal. And, I mean, we would walk down the street in Kuala Lumpur. We're in the mall. People are, he's got to have security. People are coming over to take selfies with him, you know. And so it was, it was a great experience. It was great to watch him do his thing. You know, as a headliner, you don't get to see another headliner. Yeah. You don't get to see another headliner do that many shows, to see how he did that many shows in front of those really big audiences. So I got to perform in front of 12, 8, 10,000-seat audiences for, you know, 12 weeks. I don't know how many shows we did. Wow. Hadn't added it up. But to see the way he does it, and he's got a, he's got two guys doing cameras, so he talks to the audience, and then they shoot them on the camera and put them on the big screen behind him. So he's got a big screen that's most of the time it's just showing his face. So if you're sitting in the back of this 12,000-seater, you can see a blown-up version of him. But then if he talks to someone in the audience, they put them on. So he can, Russell can, in, in a 12,000-seat arena, create the intimacy of a comedy club setting and when you watch him do it it's it's conversational it feels like you're at a small venue and as a comedian you can really appreciate the the skill that's involved in that i i don't know if the audience gets how like <laughs> that what he's doing the effect that he's creating is is incredible well, if anybody's gone to a show at a large venue they yeah, they've yeah, they've seen what. So, so to travel it doesn't work. to see him do his thing, to experience his generosity, you know, to to, to be gracious with me and say to the crowd, uh, you know, Jake Johansson, we, he would say nice things about me on stage. We, we, all, all the things we did, he, he's the best. I would fight somebody who wanted, <laughs> who wanted to say bad about Russell Peters. I will fight them. <laughs> 
<laughs> with or without jujitsu, right? Well, he's the guy who kind of got me started in jujitsu. Yeah, it was funny. As soon as you said that, I was like, and yeah, and thanks to Russell, I got into jujitsu. Oh. So I might. Well, well, look at that. I had met him before we went on tour, and I had heard that he was doing it, and I said, you know, that's. I think I'm too old for that. And he said, no, no, no. Go to a gi only place, you know, where you wear the pajama kind of outfit. Okay. Because that's more more of a traditional Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and and you and it's not going to be as aggro. He says, don't go to a MMA gym or anything where they're punching. <laughs> and so he kind of steered me a little bit in a direction to to go. And it turned out the guy who's the Hanato Magno, who's the the professor at the academy that I go to, is from from the lineage of the Machados where he where Russell goes. And, oh, wow. and so. Uh, so it just worked out great. So I, I got started doing that just a little before we went on tour. We trained a couple of times while we were on tour, and I'm kind of on the road. Russell just got a couple stripes on his blue belt. I mean, Russell's into jiu-jitsu. Look at that. Too, as I said. Yeah. How was uh—so this is like first-class travel, hotels, Dude, we, best so, ever? Yeah. Yeah. The nicest. So he, before we went on the road, he told my manager, I'm going to spoil your client, and it, he did a little bit. But, you know, like I said— it, it was great. I remember, see, Jake, I remember seeing something online a year or so ago where he was selling a house somewhere that was millions and oh, millions got, of dollars. I know so, he's got tons He's got of so money. many amazing... He has an amazing, amazing life. I mean, you watch his Instagram. He's hanging out with Mike Tyson one day. He's meeting Quincy Jones the next day. He knows all these legends from hip-hop because he's, he's a fan, and now he's famous enough to, that he's friends with all sure. these guys. So, yeah, he's... He's having an amazing, an amazing life. Did your family come along at all? They came to London to see the shows in Wembley because we were there. All the UK shows, were, we stayed in London for for the week in a nice hotel, and so they came over. So all the hotels were in that kind of Four Seasons kind of temp okay. zone of niceness. Yeah, um, first or business class all the time. First class on Emirates Airlines. I've done that. If you go, if you roll back in my Instagram, you can see a tour of the <coughs> the first class bathroom on Emirates. It's big enough for three people. There's a shower in there. What? Yeah, there's a shower and a little closet where you can hang up your clothes. And did you do it? Just I didn't to say I, you did. I didn't. You had to. You had to. If you wanted to take a shower, you had to kind of make an appointment because because oh. the the flight was a certain amount of time and people go in there for periods. So. I, I used it as a as a bathroom, and then it got busy as a sure. as a shower room. <laughs> Do they have bathtubs on any airplanes? That would be the my uh, idea of I absolute think a luxury. Would work just because of the sloshing back and forth. <laughs> but the little on Emirates Airlines, the little box when you when you're in first class, you you get in and get in your seat, and there's a little door. There's a there's a kind of a pony wall that comes what? up. What? So it's like a. There's a pony wall that comes up to about your your chest high when you're standing up, and then you sit down into that, and you close the little sliding door. There's a, there's a TV that's the width of your seat in front of you, so what is that, like two and a half, three feet mm -hmm. wide yeah. TV? That, that's what you watch your movies on. What a deal. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was really it was a great trip. I've got a frequent flyer number on Emirates now. <laughs> <laughs> when are you using that again? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Did you see this an uh, airline? I've never heard of it called Wow Air. Did you see this story this morning? I heard that they went out of business. This is the kind of exciting life I have. 
I flew on Wow Air with my family to go to Iceland for a vacation a couple couple summers ago. No kidding. Yeah, I had I'd always kind of wanted to go to Iceland. And let me tell you something: if you are listening to this and you like nature, if you like if you like hiking and waterfalls and glaciers and mountains and amazing scenery, like you're on the moon. Mm-hmm. Or not the moon is maybe, but it's just unbelievably beautiful, Iceland. So we went there. We were there for two weeks. I'd recommend go there for three weeks, rent a van, and circumnavigate Iceland. That's how my daughter described it. So we we camped camped in the van and uh, drove around the country toured the whole country but we flew there on wow airlines because they were a discount airline yeah, yeah. and uh like super discount like you have to buy everything sure on the plane I've we, we had our we had our full water bottles um and they they didn't have the exact right amount of the ratio of passengers to bathrooms was off so you had to decide if you if you wanted to go to the restroom you needed to go early because you would have to get in a line like oh, if you no. waited until you really had to go it was going to be a tough one oh no <laughs> so yeah wow 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 is right yes i, I so i'm not surprised they went out of business cuz they were operating at at kind of the must have been the edge of financial, whatever. M- must have been. I. Uh, what did the story say about. Well, yeah, the stories are saying that, pe- that you know they announced it like in the middle of the night. People have round trip tickets. I saw someone you know wrote on Twitter. I'm in freaking Germany. I live in the United States. I need to get now. I'm stuck. They're not giving me a refund. I have to find a new way home. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Could you imagine? Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that. W- Wow Airlines was a it was a, it was a kind of a kooky experience. Yeah. I mean, I've I've taken Spirit where you pay for every single piece of this and that. Well, and so Wow was some Icelandic business people started. Iceland is was was a little bit in some ways not ground zero, but a lot of the global financial crisis. There was some naughty people doing some naughty things mm. with banking in Iceland. Like their their currency got frozen like you couldn't spend it anywhere or exchange it or get your money out of their banks oh and then then they really their recovery from the global financial crisis was to sell iceland as a tourist destination and it worked like it like that's why you want to rent a van because the hotels are going to be full unless you book a year in advance and you want to have control of your itinerary so if you're if you're driving around the country you don't want to have your next you're spending the night if it's a clock right you're spending the night at 11 o'clock mm-hmm. but you're still at three o'clock you're going counterclockwise with your tourism you don't have to backtrack oh, to yeah. see the things you want to see so it's better to go in a van so wow airlines kind of piggybacked on this selling iceland as a global tourist destination piggybacked and enhanced it and they were all their flights like you you could fly on wow airlines from the united states and they would have a stopover in reykjavik iceland and then they would try and pitch you like well why don't you you're having a layover why don't you stay in iceland for three four days do a little tourism around reykjavik before you go to europe or on your way back and so they they played it that way and when i was in pittsburgh before i went on the trip it was funny because we were going on wow airlines and i was meeting all these other people in pittsburgh who who were saying yeah well, we got tickets they were like two hundred dollars round trip to iceland so yeah. we're going there for vacation <laughs> recruitment they're recruiting i love it i highly recommend iceland as a vacation spot and uh, i would steer you away from wow airlines but if 
they're out of business now. But it was one of those ones. If you're prepped for it, if you if you know, like just get a sandwich, get a bottle of water, maybe maybe throw on a diaper. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> These are the budget travel tips I've got. You I, know, when you can't, when you can't <laughs> afford first class on Emirates Island I, I, Airlines, throw in a diaper and uh, head over to Wow Airlines. This is a bl- great place to end it, Jake. <laughs> yeah, Matt, thanks. I hope uh, people will be able to make it out to a show yes. one of these times. Mm-hmm. JakeThis.com is my website. Yes. You can follow me on Twitter, at JakeThis, or JakeThis, I think, or Jake Johansson on Instagram. I can't remember. You can like me on Facebook. Sign up for my email list so that we don't have to take, – it takes all the guesswork out of everything. And uh, you have a podcast that people podcast, should listen to, right, too. Jake This of Jake Johansson Podcast, mm-hmm. which is pretty – Pretty much all nonsense. There's some there's some good interviews that I've done in the past, but lately it's just been me talking to my friend Nigel and yeah. just talking about current events and s- silliness. It's a fun respite from whatever terrible thing happened to you today with your back pocket full of ketchup. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Jake.